Okay. He no, looks no, no. Like a Playboy uh, bunny. She like, is. It's like a nineteen seventies. She like just it. she just yeah. needs an organically wild hairy pussy. Yes. And she would be nineteen seventy one. A real poster of that. She still, would be nineteen seventy one so. Playboy, the brunette, because every now and again Playboy would get the brunette, <laughs> and that was Mew. 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 1971, you weren't even an ovum <laughs> in your mother. Not e- uh, no. You guys want to do a show? Yeah. Okay, yes. let's just do a show. Oh, thanks for the ass shot. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Love Lab in North Hollywood, California, in front of our perverted studio audience. Hello, perverts! (laughs) It's not a lot of perverts. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little thin. I'm Kathy. I'm Boogie. And and there's creepy and Miyamo Joe. Wow. I don't, I don't oh, even yeah. think my mic's on, so I'm just gonna talk. Yeah, your to mic, it. your mic's Sorry, on. Sorry, we heard set, you. Yeah, this thing was set to that was a simulcast for a moment. There. Yeah, we have a lot of people without headphones today, but that's okay. We're working through stuff. One show, forty six. Kathy, I, I swear to God, what I am you? so stoked about this show. Why? For so many reasons. But first, Kathy. Yeah. What is the deal with the devil? That's what the deal the? I made with you, because you're the devil. It is true, Kathy. <laughs> yes. It is true. I am the you devil. May, I made the orange Oh, that's right. That's right. Dildo. That's right. That was Deal an orientation. Yes. Yeah. Let us talk about this deal, Kathy. What, you want the whole backstory? You're just going to tell no, me? No, 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 Kathy. This is yours. This is your baby. I'm just helping to facilitate the thing that is your deepest desire. It is not my deepest desire. I agree to do it for the show. No. And because Michelle is a whore. Yeah, okay, those are two good reasons. You said that you would get me the orange sparkly dildo. Yes. If I would, if Michelle would put it in a strap on. Yes. And I would get on my knees and suck it for a full minute. For one full minute. All, perverted podcast audience, all we have to do, and I know there's some makers of dildos out there, and so we need a custom made orange sparkly dildo. I so like the, the clear on orange horse. filled with glitter. I know there's a few. I'm going to start reaching out, see if maybe I can get to donate one uh, to, you know, to pump them. You know, because we got millions of listeners. Yeah, right. I think millions. we have earned an orange sparkly dildo. <laughs> Plus for the fact that you will be sucking it is the part that I think makes. Look, Creepy's even giggling over there. Yeah, Matt. Is that, s- would that I not be amazing, Creepy? I'd watch. That would be amazing. <laughs> I know somebody who could make a leather strap-on harness. Gee, I, I wonder who that would be. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> we, so we have the strap-on. We just need the sparkly dildo. So now it is because you had backtracked on that no, deal. No, I had not. You'd I been never like, no, backtracked. And you said it on a show. I will suck the dick if you get it for me. And then you're like, I don't know. And then, of course, Laz has been working his ass off trying to backlog all the shows but we don't know what show you promised to do it so of course you deny it and so we I love re- the way how you're just spinning re- this in your own little head we renegotiated like- and we now have it is official Mew Bunny everyone write down Kathy said on show 146 Kathy said that she will get on her fucking knees and suck and my Michelle's suck my orange Michelle's sparkly orange dick. sparkly dildo dick if we get it 
That's that right. is going to be extremely good. Yes. I now, I wouldn't mind it being big, but if you're going to do something and send it in, don't make it scary big. I mean, there's a limit <laughs> to how big I can open This coming from the broad that just shoved two giant dildos they in They weren't giant. Mouth. They were average sized. They were average giant sized. <laughs> They were on the low end of fucking gargantuan, they and you're just not. like, what? These are these are toothpicks. Shut it's up! Like those little swords with the floss on them. God, cut it out! I'm just excited. I'm not. I'm just excited because I had the funniest. I had two very funny things happen. Funny thing number one. Uh, so Mew and I, you know, Mew's doing all her study and study, and we have a real tight schedule now. But at the end, if she does all her study early, hey. We can have the whole evening. And so, you know, I'll take some medication and just, we're going to go for it. There's none of this, you know, because when she's studying, she can't come a lot. If she has a lot of orgasms, she's distracted. She can't she can't study. So if we get it all done early, then she can have a whole bunch of orgasms, which she really likes at the end of the day and then just <laughs> pass out. So we went on one of these festivals. We hadn't had one in a long time. And so she came and came and came and came and came and and. And then she's like getting all frisky and she's like, oh, I'm going to ride you, daddy. And I'm like, yeah, the medicine's working, baby. Yeah, let's <laughs> fucking take no erection left behind. <laughs> so she's going to climb on top. Now, then what usually happens, our preference of styles. Why does every story start like this? <laughs> now, then, Kathy, a lot of our sex is doggy style because it's awesome. You grab and spank and pull. It's and my favorite. You, she doesn't have to oh, look yeah. at me and, and uh, you know. You can make she, faces behind her I can make back. faces behind her and she gets to focus because she, you know, she doesn't like too much touching because she has to concentrate on her orgasm. And so, and then like when she gets on top, the feeling that's the best is reverse cowgirl when she actually, instead of facing me, she faces the other way. So this time, it'd been a long time, and she's like, I'm going to face this way. And he's a this and that. And I'm laying there and everything. And, 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 and her hair kind of flops over. And she gets on and she starts facing me. And the first thing I thought, and I said it out, I'm like, who the fuck are you? Oh. Why? Because it's been so long since we faced each other during sex. <gasps> It was like a whole new chick. <laughs> oh my god! And what is wrong laughing. with you? Oh my god! And she's god. over there laughing the just as hard. The laughter was amazing. <laughs> oh, she still came. God damn it! But there was <laughs> literally, I'm just like, oh, who the fuck are you? <laughs> so, so we decided horrible. that we were going to try to face each other a little bit more. You know, because mm -hmm. I mean, missionary's nice every now and again. It's some, you know, every now and again. We it's have never good when you're surprised. <laughs> I'm like, this, this bitch is pretty. <laughs> <laughs> How did I get this? We all ask that. Don't worry. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? <laughs> so story number two, which is uh, which is equally different and cool at the same time. So we all know Bunny sleepwalks, right? So we put I put her in her place and you build her a whole little fortress and. And so yesterday was soap, and it was a really big soap party. Creepy was there. It was a, it was a good turnout. Lots of people. Social of age players. Social of age players. Uh, you know, lots of littles, lots of adult babies, lots of fun stuff. Everyone's having a good time. So at the end, um, Bunny and I are you know we're having some cuddle in, inside the love lab, and then she's like, "Oh shit, the party's gonna end. I have to go steal my food because you know they throw away all the extra cookies yep. and stuff like that." <laughs> so she's got to get her score right. And they're, you know, they're going to toss it anyway. So um, 
So she runs in and she gets two giant cookies and puts them on a plate. And then she's like, okay, I don't want anyone to take my cookies. No one's going to take my fucking cookies. And so she shoves them in the microwave and closes the door. And then we go on with our cleaning and, and just, you know, life goes on. We have great lovey dovey time. It was really good. And, uh, and so I put her to bed and, you know, there's whole little things that she has to do. So she's not stressed because if she's stressed, she's going to sleepwalk. So, you know, everything seemed to be in place. All the stuffies, everything was there. And I go to bed, Muse asleep. I get up early. What? I said, Muse asleep. You're Mew. Did Mew just have a brain fart? What? I don't understand what just happened. I... Your name is Mew on the show. <laughs> what happened? What the f- do? What did you do to her, Boogie? Uh, what happened? We had some sex before the show. You're cutting this out, right? <laughs> no, I'm leaving. This is awesome. that was, that's good. That's she's that was used good. to saying, "Hey, don't use my real name." In other words, she's used to you fucking up. So she's used to me fucking up. So I said, "Mew," and she claps her hands. Hey, that's the signal that. <laughs> Maybe she was just enthusiastic. And I'm like, you know, that's your name on the show for years now. Okay. Uh, so anyway, so Bunny is all you know. Uh, stationary and and cool and i get up at like five in the morning because i can't sleep because of my shoulder uh and i walk into the kitchen and i instantly know that bunny has been sleepwalking because i walk in there's one light on everything else is pitch black and the fucking microwave door is just wide open and the light is shining out and there is no fucking plate in there. <laughs> so in the, I know in the middle of the night, this chick just fucking said, I have cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Dragged whatever blanket down the hallway, went in sleepwalking, went, didn't bother to turn anything on, close anything, whatever, just grabbed her cookies and went back and sleepwalk ate cookies. Yeah. She wakes up this morning. I'm laughing because I know. I know this is what happened. She walks in and I go, you slept, walked, and ate cookies, didn't you? And she just looks at me with this puzzled look. She's like, I almost remember having cookies. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that was so amazing to me. So in other words, one of your girlfriend's sleepwalks. The other one has night terrors. Yeah. You don't sleep at all because of your shoulders. Right. Well, I also got to watch them. <laughs> you got to chain them to the yes. bed. <laughs> so. This is the weirdest love lab ever. This is, this is what we do. This is what we do. Yeah, it is. That's it. Let's, uh, let's do uh, Fet Life stuff, and then we'll do, uh, we'll do the magic song after Fet Life stuff. Wait, what's that? What's the other thing? Oh, what's Surprise Dick? I got Surprise Dick. Like just a jack-in-the-box? It just popped out at me. (laughs) (laughs) This is like the third week in a row that Creative Explorer isn't supposed to be at home, but he's let me use his apartment. Right. And all of a sudden, he stays the whole weekend. And it's like, surprise, (laughs) dick. How am I supposed to get used used to that? It's not... And so I turn into a little um, total fucking bitch right at the beginning of the weekend because I have to throw this little tantrum because I get pissed off because you don't have that time I to get ready. Expecting and I was thinking I'm going to have the apartment to myself and oh, you don't want the I dick. have to be in you service the to the dick. <laughs> it's that's what it is. I want the apartment. I just I'm not. I prepare. I have to prepare myself because I'm not a naturally submissive person. Right. So 
if I'm going to spend the weekend with him, I know that it's all going to be about him and his dick. Right. Uh, to get surprised dick would seem like a good thing, but for me, it's Did it's he not bend always... you over and spank your hiney while he panic ratted you? Yes, he did. Well, goddamn. Don't look. <laughs> don't look a gift shoe in the apple. A gift dick what? in the mouth? Just I don't, don't know. <laughs> just don't look a gift dick in the mouth, okay? <laughs> Just don't look at gift dick in the pee hole. That's that's the new. That's it. That's it. That's yes. The new. Mew? It's a new. It's a new <laughs> phrase for you. To, it's a new cliche for you to fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> she had one this week. I forgot what it was, but it was like she was all hang on there. <laughs> you hang like I was having some trouble with someone. You just hang on there. It's hang in there, pumpkin. <laughs> She's like whatever. You know what I mean. <laughs> FetLife.com Bruises and bondage and pussies and dongs FetLife.com Consensual, safe, and sane-ish For your peace of mind, please I love that one, I don't know why Please know that the author of every post uh, we talk about Has specifically granted us permission to do so And this uh, week we have a post called Always Learning from Kilted Jamie This was awesome it was an awesome post This I is liked aha it. When I saw this on, on FetLife, I thought this is a boogie post. He's yeah. going to love this Yeah, one. this is aha okay. stuff. He says, I don't like rope. I tried it with an X and it was dull, dull, dull. I don't like wax play. I tried that and it was dull as well. Victoria, which I'm assuming is this girl, yeah. likes both and I have been stubborn as hell about it and said no. Standing at the bar tonight, she runs over excited and she says, X would like to tie me up and hit me. Is that okay? I, of course, say yes and remind her to discuss boundaries and remember her safe words. And a little while later, I wander off and watch. And what do I find but the single cutest, most erotic and downright hilarious scene I've ever witnessed. Victoria is hogtied and has been instructed to try her best to escape while being randomly whacked and tickled to distract her. She is swearing, laughing, and sexy. And I realize it's not rope I don't like. It was my ex's response to it. She didn't like it, so I was put off. It wasn't a good experience, so I didn't do it anymore, and I stored it in my head as boring. How selfish is that? I have denied myself and Victoria a chance to have fun simply because I made presumptions. It's made me wonder what else I've missed out on. What other pleasures have I denied myself and the woman that I adore simply because I decided that it was boring? Well, no more. Seeing her cute little face go red with rage was utterly delicious, and feeling how wet she was afterwards was even more delicious. I need to get some candles. We are going to be busy for a while. Ah, oh, God yeah. dang it. Yeah. Like that one. It's good. Yeah. I got notes. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of notes. I'm not going to read any of them. Why just, read the notes? They're no, probably no, no. excellent. Look, you go first. I can say that this, what he's talking about has been a major lesson in my own life when I've realized what have I missed out on because of things that I locked into. And you don't realize when you're doing it because you think, well, that's just who I am. That's what I feel. This is perfectly normal. Why do you even question it? And something happens in life, like with him, that makes you step out of that viewpoint for a second or two. And the minute you step out of that viewpoint, you see yourself and it's truly a mind-blowing event. When it, when it happens in that stark way. And it's, like I said, it, for me, w- the few times that it's happened, it's only been a few seconds. But those few seconds have been enough to turn my whole life around. Absolutely. So I, I, I love this post. I totally understand what he's saying. And particularly in kink, it has happened that 
you walk in and there is just a plethora of kink and amazing things that you can do. And th- there, of course, were things that I immediately locked into and said, that I will never do, that one I won't do, that one I won't do, that one I'm going to love. And it's all turned around. Some of the things I thought I would like, I ended up liking, but there have been more things that surprised me than not. Absolutely. It is, it is imperative if you are going to live a linear life in years, meaning you're going to start out young, you're going to have experiences, you're going to get a little older and a little older, and you're going to have experiences to, to understand that your brain programs as you go. And once it programs, it compartmentalizes that program. So a lot of the programs that we have are from early instances, positive and negative. For a lot of people like us, there's a lot of negative. The negative word for that is baggage. But what it actually is, is you've created a program to protect yourself from some sort of pain, discomfort, uh, you know, bad feelings, all of those things. You created a program because of an experience and then you kept going on with your life and you applied that program to all of these different things that fall under that category of that thing that might hurt you or make you feel bad and then you default to the program and then you completely ignore all of those things. Well, the amazing thing that I've discovered in my life is some of the some of the things that were programmed are old. They were programmed in me long ago when I had all these different headspaces and hangups. Things that I don't have now, but I'm still applying the program that I started when I was in my teens and 20s, and I'm still applying that fear-based program today, and I haven't even bothered to evaluate if the things that scared me into having that program then actually even apply now. So this is all point-of-view shit. There is so much that has changed in my life. Because my point of view has changed. So this is where personal inventory comes in. When you come up on a limit, when you come up on a fear, when you come up on something in your life that you're like, I'm not doing that because that's going to feel icky. Every now and again, ask yourself, how old is this programming? I used to be riddled with fear of rejection and abandonment. I was... I hated rejection, I hated abandonment, and all of my programming showed that. I had to protect myself from that, so I created all these programs, and I stopped doing all of these different things because of my fear of rejection and abandonment. Then, I got, as I got older, I got a little wiser, I started therapies and you know drugs, alcohol meetings, and all that type of stuff, and I dealt with the abandonment and the rejection to where I'm no longer you know, I'm no longer devastated by those things. I have matured. I've grown up. But I noticed I was still applying that same program to not do things to avoid the fear and rejection that I no longer am a fucking slave to. So when you see things like this, there is so much hope once you get older that the programs that you have from your past don't have to apply today because maybe you've changed some of those things. Maybe you don't get as offended as easy, as butthurt as easily. Maybe you're not as scared. Maybe you've dealt with some of these things. And it is so important to take an inventory of that to evaluate where those things come from because here's an example, an example, and we're still working on it. Mew and I are driving in the car and there's a bee flying outside and my window's down. 
uh, Mew has a terror against bees. She had some bad experiences when she was young, and it's a honeybee. It's just a regular honeybee, and it's flying around instantly. Roll up the window. Roll up the goddamn window. I will jump out of this window. Of, you know, whatever. She, she, I mean, she will just go. So <clears throat> roll up the window, and we start driving away, and the, the bee flies away. And I said, hey, these experiences from this bee, the fears from this bee, this type of bee. I mean, some bees are assholes. They will attack you, wasps and hornets <laughs> and shit like that. They will fuck you up. Everyone should be afraid of them. But like honeybees and things like that, I said, a lot of these things, these fears came from what are you afraid of? The bee's going to sting me, right? That's going to hurt. It's going to sting me. It's going to sting me. It's going to scare me. Well, only a couple years ago, you had a, a really strong phobia against needles. And we've now gone past that phobia because we've worked on it. You've now taken 27 needles at one time, 27, 25 to 21 gauge, which I'm telling you, I've been stung by a lot of fucking bees. Those needles hurt more than that bee is going to hurt you. And you have overcome that fear. So what if we could now start to look at the fear of these bees that really grips her. It gets her really shook up and almost panicky. What if we can apply because that programming doesn't really apply. So it's a simple thing, but it's like taking that in. Does that make sense? Am I just talking? No, but I, I have a really interesting point of view on this, no. right? For me, I've done industrial work all my life. I've had a crane license and all that. I you know, left that job a long time ago, but I did rope rigging, heavy chains and all this. So it's like, Tying someone up with rope, that's a tool. That just didn't interest me until I found the right partner sure. who totally introduced me to rope. I've gone to the, all these lessons and all this. Now I love rope. I can't, can't get enough of tying people up. But there was a long time where I just associated that with work. Right. It's like I didn't want to do it. It's a tool. What, what am I going to do this for? I do this during the day. Why am I going to do this at night? You know. But it, it seems um, uh, counterintuitive what you're talking about because if you were to ask yourself how old is this programming my response would be what are you talking about i feel this way right now i don't sure. care where it started it's with me right now it never occurs to me without an event on the outside that makes me do it or a friend like you who asks you the, the proper questions without that i will continue to think this is who i am right now how far in the past it is doesn't have anything to do with it. And that's, that's deceptive because... Well, I mean, if you, you know, we understand how the brain works, that programming creates a trigger. That trigger releases chemicals. Those chemicals are fear chemicals. Your sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight. That is, that, that's what that program is for. That's what a program does, is it says at this point, when you have this stimulus, you create these chemicals to deal with it, to cause you to run away, to fight, to whatever you do. It's right. very, I mean, survival. You know, so it's that survival thing. So it's understanding that the brain doesn't know, this part of the brain doesn't know that this part of the brain has remedied a lot of those personalities. Right. So that's yeah, where it's, totally. so the feeling is still going to be the same. The trigger is still going to be the same. You're still going to have that same visceral reaction, panic attack, anxiety, depression, or whatever, but it may not actually be applicable in the sense that you've dealt with some of these things or you're in a different headspace now to where you are ready to deal with these things. And in regards to play, I don't want to be, 
that person that says, oh, because you have the ability to grow and your brain can grow, that means you should be able to try any type of play that I tell you should try. I'm not telling people not to have limits. I'm not telling people to not say, no, I actually don't desire to do that ever in my fucking life. You have every right to do that. But I think it's really important that we take regular inventory of how we got this fear or when this thing gives us a reaction, why does it make me feel that? When did it start making me feel like that? And then see if there's places where you've matured and gained some wisdom so you can then deal with that current. Yeah, removing the fear has a lot to do with it. Yeah, And it's there for a reason. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Shit, I had a good point to make. You were going to bring us home, Kathy. I was. You were. No, it's you know, gone. It's man. gone? Yes. Yeah, right, you know what, Kathy? You write that note down because <laughs> we'll apparently we're going to be later. here for a few more episodes. <laughs> you come up with that point, we'll just have another topic right. and we'll deal with the same thing. Well, it was a really good post. Thank that was you a great very post. Yeah. Yeah. Very Agreed. inspiring. So very please look good. at, oh man, Jamie for that. So my life is so much better because it's of that. Re- yes. Now, uh, I just realized we haven't even discussed for the listeners that we have a guest host and that Creepy. Unger isn't here. <laughs> we just bypass the whole beginning <laughs> of the show. Fake Unger. <laughs> Hi, Boogie. It's a wonderful day. <laughs> wow, that was just that was a weird, horrible. creepy... That is definitely that creepy, Unger. So weird. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Unger Creepy. Hi, what's up, buddy? <laughs> so that's going to be Creepy Unger. Creepy, what's going on in the chat room? Uh, we were discussing the uh, what you were talking about, and I was right. trying to give them play by play because I'm I'm not a very don't good do that. Hunter. I'm trying to give. I don't know. No, 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 no do creep- whatever he kind of wants. A creepy. Not like a the chat room. Is, the chat room is for talking about weird random Look, shit. The chat room has no rules. Let him do whatever. He yeah, wants. I think I think they're more in just, Discord than in this chat. Yeah, just no, just tell them like, hey, you are know, you in somebody, both rooms? Just like somebody Unger put does? a pinky in kind a urethra. Kind of back and forth. <laughs> okay, I'll ask them. What does everyone think about pinkies in the wreath? There you go. <laughs> That's what we want. Joe? Yes. You're sitting in the chair. Do you have anything wise to say? Well, you've already not said stuff. Not you after already, that. You've already <laughs> said stuff. There. He, why, why do we have to introduce him? He said oh, his name. Come on. I'm sitting in the chair. This is a legit show. We should introduce him. This is not that. a legit show. <laughs> Kathy, it took I me 140 seconds. This is the honesty that I now must change mm-hmm. in my life. I have to look back at my programming. My programming at show one, I really believe that we could have a real legitimate show. No. Now and I've matured. Happened? Now I've matured. 146 <laughs> shows later. I have decided later. that. This is the show. This, this is, is a, it. You know what this is show? Here's how I'm going to show you this isn't a professional show. I'm excited about something in my life, and you guys have now heard the thing that I'm excited about. Yes. A lot of people know that I went into this whole thing, and I got challenged because Bunny and Mew are doing so much exceptional work in their school. I can't sit on my ass and play video games. i got to challenge myself to face my fears, and electronic music and these programs scared the shit out of me because they're just enormous programs and and even though I know music I these programs are nuts. And so I faced that fear and I I learned took weeks and weeks and weeks. And so I pound I chopped out a little song and I just said, "You know what? I'm proud of this song. We all worked together on it, you know, Mew and Bunny both sang their balls off on this song." It's fun, and I'm just going to play it now. So, Why not now at the and end, not at the end of the show? Because at the end of the show, I know everyone, 
most people click off the site. So you're going to make them listen. I, this is it. I said, you know what? You I worked will hard. Listen. I worked hard, and I played it for you guys. We're not going to play it in the studio because we don't have a playback system because we're not a real show, like I said before. But you guys all heard the song, and so when there's that pause, I'll say, uh, and then you guys will clap as though we just heard the song. Will Are you, you guys ready? that noise, actually? I will uh. make that noise. Okay. <laughs> so here's our new Zua song. This is our and Zua song, song, and it's uh, called Preach It to a Wall. Mind blown. (laughs) 
I am so that glad you. Fantastic. So I glad really you like. Well, we're actually not pretending because we all here yeah, have we heard, all heard it. it. You heard it. Was it. Fantastic. Yeah. It, I really it, loved it. Surprise yeah. for a first song, and, yeah. I, it, and it just gives you so much permission to do so many things. I, and obviously, it's, I'm I new, really and I have so much to learn. Where the backward masking. Yeah, that's actually Bunny singing backwards. I love that. Like she's saying, like she's saying the line. That's the middle part. That's the middle part. And she's. I turned it around, and I'm like, wow, that sounds like all. I was trying to figure out what language. And our buddy, the producer, he said, hey, put some stuff in the beginning because it was just a click track and whatever it sounded stupid and he's all put and I so I put that and he's like yeah yeah that's it so it's fun this is exciting when we do things so this was something was exciting really good to me song. honestly and, uh, I thought it was like Gaelic or something like that at first yeah yeah uh, he thought it was some Moroccan singer he's uh-huh. like yeah what's up with that Moroccan singer that's what he goes. <laughs> I'm like actually that's just bunny Bunny backwards. Bunny backwards. Bunny backwards sounds like a Moroccan singer. I don't know what that really sounds like. But that was fun. Thank you guys for listening. And now let's get on to the... Sometimes love is less than nice. You may need some fucking advice right now. Rock. <laughs> Yay, that blew my mind. That was good. Your timing was off. You're supposed Perfect. to say something. I'm drinking water, and you usually say some shit. And I'm like, dead air. That's so <laughs> glad I waited. <laughs> How's your therapy going, Boogie? Why are we, ta- why are we talking about therapy? Therapy is amazing. We're going to do a whole segment on it where I'm actually, oh, right. yeah, I'm going to make a jingle and everything. And I have no fear. I will talk about all the nasty shit that I'm coming up uh, with in therapy. Uh, yeah. Remember, it's CBT, so cock and ball torture is my therapy. <laughs> Cognitive not. behavioral therapy. <laughs> but she gets a whiteboard, and now we're getting into all of my hatred towards men and uh, all of the different things and different- Do you pos- need a hug? No. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, different things. I didn't say I was going to stop hating men. I'm just finding out you know, where- these challenges comes from but it's a lot of the Sorry, disappointment myself. disappointment myself and type of things right. so we write all those things so i'm definitely oh. going to get into that we'll make topics out of it That's but let's get on excellent. to this advice because i am now officially a therapist because no, i'm back i've had not. two sessions no. and that i pretty does much not officially make you a, th- a muse therapist. tugging on her labia right now what tugging on your labia Little labia tugging look at her just t- wait a minute Oh, yeah, I can see it from the other end. Do you know, can I interrupt? Because I almost forgot the most important announcement. The song was cool. The topic was great. Having things here. But next week, and I don't know if this is going to happen. Joe says this might happen. We all know Tiger, right? Tiger who comes Tiger here. Tiger has a request. Tiger comes and gets naked and sits, and she has a great time, and she's been real busy with stuff. So she hasn't been to the show, and she wants to come back. She wants to do something on the show. And I'm like, well, it's Tiger, and she's hot we can do whatever she wants on the show so joe what did tiger want to do next week when she tiger visits had a request to have the girls molest her while she's tied up here from your hard point Damn. Creepy, i love that laugh so <laughs> so that's good so you know and we have some boundaries and there's no mm-hmm. external but she yep. wants she can we can use hitachis on her well they can use hitachis on her and do stuff and whatever. Negotiations and, and, to come, but and yeah, yeah, yeah negotiations. Interested. Now then, perverted podcast. Here's the here's the uh, the click. The click here is is that this will be Tiger's first bisexual experience. Ooh. And the girls are <laughs> grinning right now. 
I said, are you sure this is like, you know, this is, the, I mean, sh- I guess what? She's kissed a girl before, yes, but um, she's never actually right. been touched, fondled, groped, masturbated, right. those types of things with a woman. And she wants to do this on the show yep. with the girls. Well, I mean, if you have to do what I have to do to get with Mew and Bunny, I guess, you know, <laughs> that, that's definitely not it. And Mew and Bunny are into it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I don't know, maybe, I, I don't know, like, de-virginizing things, that shit scares the shit out of me. Like, I'll de-virginize anyone with kink, I love that, but when it comes to, like, actual, those types of things, I get very nervous. She's curious, scared, and interested. All right, and wow. once again, she has any chance to back out, you know, we'll, we'll put something in someone. But uh, so don't well, I, I surely don't want her to feel pressured, but it is kind of an awesome honor oh, yeah. to be able to have something like that. And, and yeah, just she wanted to do something special over spring break. That's that's a pretty good thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a bisexual experience on perverted podcast. That's a, <laughs> that is. God damn it. Howard uh, Stern did that. But they went to a hotel. Oh, good God. We're going to do it on the. Thanks I'm sure he's you. done it 80 times on did the he show. Did he have a hard point? He didn't have a hard point. All right, then. He didn't, but he's got a hell of a fucking hook nose, that motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) He he can hang a fucking... He doesn't have a kink show. No, no. He just has money and talent and uh, a really good sound system and years of uh, greatness. Do you need a hug? Yeah. (laughs) Not from you, no. So anyway, what's the advice? So this is from Rainbow Hedgehog. She wrote to us and she says, I was talking to someone and we got into a huge debate. He says all kink has to end with sick sex, and if it doesn't, it's a mental disorder. I say it doesn't, and it isn't. That sure sounds like a desperate piece of guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, a yeah. desperate piece of work who's that trying... Sounds that like sounds like someone doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. That sounds like when you go to acting class, and there's the creepy guy that tries to do rehearsals with the girl, and then convince her that the only way to rehearse correctly the love scene is that she has to get naked, and then you know try just push on her and push on her. No, no, no. It's about acting. It's it's about the characters. And I'm gonna film it, and you're gonna be. It's a true story, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I didn't do it. It uh-huh. was uh, yeah. It was just someone that yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's a pretty fucked up thing to say. Well, yeah. You're so, right, Kathy. Rainbow Hedgehog, he's wrong. He's absolutely wrong. I don't know where the fuck there's, he's getting his information. He's he just he's trying to manipulate you into fucking him and doing things his way and that it's a disorder. There's shame involved and he's you know it's the same kind of shit we just dealt with in the fucking song, you know, preach it to a fucking wall. You know, this is the type of shit that guys do to manipulate them to get what they want. And that's 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 oh, very right. normal too. Yeah. Unfortunately. That unfortunately, that's just that's just a normal part of being a predator, uh, and in in the world is that this is what people do, and so you just have to be able to look through the bullshit. And thank you for asking because obviously there are many roads in kink. There are many things. And at first, when I first came into kink, I you know I've said it many times on the show that you know I that was for me. That's what you did. You did some spanking and you had sex. I didn't say it was an absolute. But for me, that's that's kind of how I rolled. And then when I came into the lifestyle and I saw the road that people go, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you take that kind of tension and you go into that like deeper, connecting, yeah, intimate, non-sexual kind of space, how amazing yes. that is. And some of my most memorable scenes were on that road as opposed to my play scenes that went sexual. Yes, I totally agree. So I just I find it hard to understand where he's wh- how what is it about sex that turns something 
completely different. Um, it's a mental disorder without sex. I, yeah, that's, I mean, you, you, you add you, sex at the end and suddenly you're okay, but you don't have the sex and there's something mentally wrong with you. Well, see, Kathy, oh God. you're going to try to understand the bullshit. I'm trying it, to understand you the can't. bullshit. It's just bullshit. Well, that's all it is. Well, she genuinely wants no, to know. And I understand that. And to this listener, please just understand. It's just bullshit. Well, it's he, just he talking it, orgasm, or it's, is he talking penetration? I no, whatever he's talking. Yeah, yeah. It's there is no sanity to it. There is no logic. This is just what people do when they're trying to manipulate you into what you want, or they want you to believe what they believe. That's and we have religions like, yeah. that yeah. do this, and we have flat earthers that do this, and we have every. This is what people do when they they push their thought on you. But with this guy, just sounds like. I'm going to bullshit you and tell you something's bad about you unless you fuck me. And that is just straight bullshit. Either that or he genuinely believes it, which you've got an even worse Which is still, he's a, he's a dangerous He's full now. of shit. Yeah. It's either he's either preaching bullshit or he believes his own shit, but it's still yeah. just dude bullshit. Walk away, Rainbow Hedgehog. Walk, walk away. Walk away and just go to a community. That was, that was a fairly quick one. I mean, it didn't take a yeah, lot of debate. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, an yeah. asshole. You don't know what you're talking about. Absolutely. God damn it. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard and they're like, it's better than yours. Damn right. It's better than yours. I can teach you, but I have to charge. La 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 la. You made la. creepy look over here like, what? My sluts are waiting. La 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 la. I have a funny story about that. What? Oh, Your sluts are waiting, creepy? Yeah, I pulled up next to a car that was blasting that, and I looked at her, and she looked at me. I lifted my shirt up and started shaking my tits out. <laughs> and she just was so horrified. <laughs> and, I, and it made my day. It made my day. That made creepy, that story I don't my think day. she wanted your milkshake. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Like, I think it was because she wasn't a boy, so there was no boys uh, coming to the yard. Oh, uh, I love that story. <laughs> this is why I like creepy. Applies only to, to women, it's I think. good. <laughs> By the way. What? What? <laughs> By the way, there's what? It's horrible and awesome at the same it time. Is. <laughs> <laughs> One of the uh, people in chat had an interesting story. Right. They said that a, uh, a clown held the door open for them. They thought it was a nice gesture. Oh, uh, that's so God, you, dude, you earn the point and then you lose 12. Like, what the fuck, Chris? Oh. Oh. It wasn't me. I didn't say it. You get the point. Oh, wait, I did say it. Yeah, that was me. You did. I did say it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I thought it was somebody else. But it's it was almost me. as bad as whatever the fuck is on the top of your head, Boogie. What is going on? What? Somebody duct taped something to the top of what your the head. Oh, God damn it. I don't know. I sit at the... I'm so zoned out. This program There's literal is, duct tape. This it's duct tape. There's duct tape. God duct damn it! What is what is it's it? It's a fortune cookie. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> you put the fucking fortune cookie on my. Le what does it say? I know. You Let have her to, read it. No, you have to come this what? way. With that, to stay there. The sky's <laughs> the limit. This moment. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Well, thank you. This oh, this month it was upside down. The sky's the limit this month. That's great. That's <laughs> Thank you. Fabulous. They darling. take advantage of me. Yes, um, I've seen the, the I, glitter uh, and the Yeah, because I'm sitting there and I'm like, God damn it, how do you make a fucking, how do you change the envelope on a fucking snare roll? <laughs> and they're giggling behind and you. And they're like just putting tape and I'm like, whatever, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> they wouldn't do anything to insult me. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> 
Oh, my girls love me. <laughs> my girls love me. And now, oh, my God. oh that feels duct weird tape, though, man. They didn't just put a little bit of scotch tape. They used duct tape. Uh, like they weren't sure that they want to make sure that shit wasn't coming off. Be a daddy, they said. Well, at least it's a fortune cookie. What's up, creepy? Creepy. You were looking at us. No, I, I have to turn to look at you guys. So. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. What's perverted mailbox? Perverted mailbox is something. Can I peel oh, this off? Pe- this is now you told me about it. Now I'm <laughs> fucking driving me nuts. Oh, ow, that's going to fucking hurt. What ow. if that's keeping your brain in? That's one part of it. You still got ow. another piece of duct tape. Ah, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Did that take skin off? <laughs> duct tape, really, pumpkin? I, I, thought it, I, I thought I heard scotch tape, and I'm like, ah, it'll fall off. Duct yeah, tape. She going to be punished later for I that? I feel so loved. Thank you. She's wearing my weight belt. Oh, look, you're broken just like daddy. <laughs> look, she has my friend with her little boobies hanging out. Oh, this is just, this show wow. is just mayhem. And, and it I think I love it. It kind of is mayhem. So right. Paddle Bob wrote to us because he donated some money to us. On oh, Patreon. that's right. Yay, Yay Paddle so Bob. Nice. Thank you very much. And he sent us a message. He said, hi, everyone. So happy to share as you have reinvigorated my other side with the podcast. It brings me delight and is hugely informative. I love the enthusiasm, hard work, and the genuine angst that it creates for you guys. It's like I'm getting to know new people as messed up as I am. Thank you for all of what you do. We are part of a very large family. Thank you so much. It was very you awesome being of you. Do you want to swat her on the ass? Okay. Uh, is she the one who put the duct tape on your head? Yes. Okay, so she's getting swatted for this? No, I guess she's going to oh. spank you, but I'm not going to stop. Should we hang the mic? You know. Huh? Should we get the mic? All right, put the mic down. Let's hear this. <laughs> Creepy's all, should we right get the mic? You. I'll get the mic. I'll get the you. mic. It's behind you. All right, let's hang it down. All right, tap that mic, see if it works. No. That mic, wait. Okay, tap that one. Tap that one. And no. Good God. All right. Not working. Technical difficulty. <laughs> hit her Yeah, either. Yeah, you can hit her. Oh, how about this one? Get her. Huh? Now nah, just smack her. Get her good. There you go. All right, that was good. A little swat. All right, good. Oh, that was nice. That was anticlimactic without the the right, mic, but it was good. We got to see it. It was good. Now put your finger in her uh, in her vagina, bunny, bunny, finger in the vagina. She's not even listening yeah. to you. They never do. <laughs> you can say it three. It's the three times things. It's like children. Yeah. Uh, bunny, 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 bunny. Here, <laughs> me, me, daddy, daddy. Here, me. Listen, listen. Here, listen. Hey, 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 oh. hey. Bunny, bunny. Glitter, glitter. Cookies. And they should be like, oh, what, what, what? fucking cookies out there. I know it. <laughs> just <laughs> trails down, rips doors open. You're missing this. She's no, I'm not. <laughs> I live this. She's doing what you said. That's a good girl. You can put the microphone. <laughs> it's just swinging and hitting her in the head. <laughs> She's like, how long does this have to say it's broken? I, guess, I don't know. This is our show. Uh, you're, you're introducing this segment. Oh, wait. Oh, this is host topic. <laughs> Does a pussy taste like eggplant? Does a pussy taste like eggplant? Hey, it's a question. (laughs) And any question is a question that we ask on Host Topic. I don't know why I always find that (laughs) Does her pussy taste like eggplant? It's not just that, it's the way you sing it. Does a pussy taste like eggplant? (laughs) Because I put some stink on it. Because I put some stink on it. Got to put some stink on pussy tasting like eggplant. Because you know, you never know. Put some salt on that eggplant. Could taste like a pussy. Let it sit out for a couple days. Disgusting. 
question. You had to go there, Kathy. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to. I'm just here to do this party pooper fucking host topic. Host topic. And it says uh, (laughs) what? Creepy's creeping me out. He's wearing your Willy Wonka goggles. Creepy has the Willy Wonka goggles on. (laughs) (laughs) Not everyone is ready for sex. Not everyone is ready for kink. If your sex and kink more often than not result in pain and suffering, perhaps taking a break from these things until you remedy your head is a better option for you. Maybe you have difficulties saying no. Maybe you have difficulties attracting or seeking less toxic partners. Maybe you play because you want to punish yourself for being the horrible person you see yourself as. Maybe you are obsessively codependent and attached to people who don't want or need your attachment and or taking care of or fixing them. This can be temporary or long-term, but ultimately this is an adult lifestyle. And if you have some issues that you need to deal with, it is absolutely okay to take a break from these things. This is true. And this topic started from our brainstorming session and someone had said, you know, if you can't say no, you shouldn't be playing. Sure. And that there are some people who definitely should not be playing. And it's not just saying no, it's it's obviously everything you mentioned. It's if you're not mature enough in a regular vanilla relationship or in your everyday life, good luck finding successful relationships in kink. Because in my, and this is just my opinion, believe sure, me, sure. Y- I think that kink requires that uber level of communication a- in order to do it successfully. I agree. And so, and if you can't do that, there have been times in my life, uh, like when you get sober, they tell you to, you know, avoid all relationships, do what you have to do to kind of take care of yourself because you have to build a relationship with yourself. Most of the stuff that I, I wrote down, um, deals with you're missing a relationship with yourself and that gives you the inability to say no. It makes you more codependent. It makes you, uh, unable to stand up for yourself, to to advocate for yourself. Yeah. And we talked about that today. I mean, this, this is a lifestyle where, you know, and you were talking, you were talking like at a bar, it's just kind of accepted that people are going to be gropey and grabby and drunk and stupid. But in this lifestyle, at least in our end of this lifestyle, um, you need to be able to advocate for yourself that if someone is pushy or flirty or puts their hand on you or whatever, you need to be able to say, that makes me uncomfortable. I need you to not touch me. Right. Very, and very much so. Because uh, you can't just go accusing everyone of making you feel uncomfortable because the world is uncomfortable. You have to be able to advocate in a heightened sexual environment where people are coming to play. But I don't even think it it has that much to do with it. The conversation that we were having earlier, I almost bit Creepy's head off because it 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 was was something. It was pretty cool, too. He's like, well, I'm just saying. I was just talking. I'm getting in his face and yelling at him. And he's like, what? Kathy's having a bad day. You got overtime. You should be happy. I I should be happy, but I um and with I'm not I'm absolutely not going to go into detail. But what sparked it was, uh, is somebody getting upset at um, a party because of the way that they they didn't feel like the other person should have treated them that way, spoken to them that right. way, approached them that way, but didn't say anything. Right. To the person, but that didn't stop them from saying something to everybody else. Right. Or saying it to other people. And then it becomes this 
this lynch mob that is going to come after this guy or try and figure out how the hell do we get this guy out of this party, out of this club, out of this community, because they made that person feel uncomfortable. And that... And we don't even know to what, I mean... But that is wholly unnecessary, because the one thing that would have stopped this whole thing would have been that person simply saying the words, I don't like the way you're talking to me. Please stop. And then after that, if, if the that person, person continues, continues, that's now you are you, out of the party. Now you cross yeah, the clear line. Now you've but gone until over that, that line. point, the line is not clear because what is perfectly natural and flirty to one person is not to the person it's being done to. And we're not talking about someone coming up and grabbing your ass, grabbing your tits, or grabbing your pussy, or grabbing your dick. You know, we're talking about someone coming up and putting their arm around you and saying hi, or you know, whatever, or putting their hand on your knee. Those are things that need you. Those are boundary issues that you just need to state. I don't like, I do it all the time. People ask me for hugs all the time. I don't feel touchy. And I'm like, hey, I'm not really feeling touchy right now. And that's my personal responsibility. There are cultures all over this planet that they greet, like uh, we had, uh, Mew had some guests come with her and one of them was from another country, spoke no English and came up and I like, hey, very nice to meet you. I put my hand out to shake from distance and she just instinctively comes up and is like, oh, no, you greet. And she gives me like a kiss on the cheek. And I'm just like, oh, that's right. In other places, this is how people just greet each other. And I'm just like, that's, that's you know, weird. Some of the Asian countries you yeah. don't touch. Yeah. And so, yeah. so we can't just ostracize every human being that puts a hand on you or whatever but there's there, no there, I'm sorry go ahead no I'm, I'm just saying there is there is obviously a limit but you are that first source of defense when you're in a community you need to be able to learn how to just speak up for yourself exactly because uh, it, and I think creepy said something to me about when you're crossing what is the normal accepted boundaries and I said that's the thing there are no normal accepted boundaries because I think there are and then I hear some story like you just told us and I'm like what country is this where you're expected to hug people and kiss them oh there's a lot Latin countries exactly European countries. so there I, is no normal some places they come now, kiss you right on the lips I get it is complete there is there is egregious behavior that I think most people in the world would agree with like you mentioned someone just going grabbing up and grabbing your, your butt, tits grabbing, or, yeah, yeah. yeah I get it and but the, the problem is that I, I think in this society you've in this Let's just talk about this community. Forget this society. In, in this community, you do something like that. And I don't think most people realize that simply not advocating for yourself creates a fucking shitstorm. You've just created so much trouble and drama for several people that we are now all going to get embroiled in because you couldn't do the simple okay, thing. Okay, 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 stop. Wait, wait, I, I, let I'm me just finish. saying you're sounding real shamey <laughs> that someone's not allowed I to be I really offended. don't give a fuck how okay. I sound. Because the problem is that you can't stand up for yourself. But there's a lot of people That's that can't all stand up for to, themselves. I, I get it. I get that a lot of people can't. But when you are in this king community and everything is about communicating and negotiating, that is the number one thing you have to learn. Before you decide you're going to learn how to do wax play or get suspended or any other of that bullshit, you have to learn how to speak up for yourself. And if you walk through that door and you come into a dungeon or a munch and that is not foremost in your mind, you've got a problem because you have to learn how to stand up for yourself. 
in everyday life. But you do it here in this community. You walk in and someone treats you badly. And instead of doing what you should do as a mature adult and saying, uh, here is my line. You just crossed it. I'm uncomfortable. If you do it again, I'm going to go get the leaders of this club and tell them. Instead of doing that, you go and you tell all your friends and then you get on FetLife or, or Facebook and you post shit about it and you create this maelstrom of drama. And what have you accomplished? You haven't accomplished any, anything. You've created a problem that now everybody is going to weigh in on when it should have just been two people, you and the other person. I have a huge problem with that. I understand you have a huge problem with that. And and I surely understand that our dungeon would be uh, half empty if if that was the cutoff for everyone. We do have DMs, Kathy. We do have DMs, and we tell our, our, our people, if you feel uncomfortable confronting someone, now then I'm not talking about the going and talking shit and starting shit on social media and not talking to the leaders at the party. If someone makes you feel uncomfortable, we tell our people, if someone makes you feel uncomfortable and you don't feel that you you feel, because there's a lot of women that know that if you reject a guy, they can explode on you. So I don't want to diminish the fact that there is a trigger for a lot of people that even though, yes, they should say no, we should all self-advocate, that there are consequences sometimes for that. And maybe some people are new, don't understand that the DMs are supposed to have your back and don't. So I'm not, I can't get into the shaming of people for not standing up for themselves. I'm not shaming There are anybody. reasons why people don't stand up for themselves. What I don't agree with is them going and blasting it all over the place and making a big drama thing out of it. Yes, I believe people should learn. Yes, I believe that maybe there's some people that really shouldn't be in this dungeon if they can't handle these interactions. But I don't think everyone has to be responsible for telling every person they offend them if they feel a fear from that person that if they reject that person or whatever, that it's going to be bad. Then you go to a dungeon monitor, you go to a party host, and you say, hey, this person's making me feel uncomfortable. Can you please ask them to stop? I don't think that's a bad thing because we know so many people I, go yeah, psycho. Yeah, I get it. We do give... Uh, here at Threshold, I can't speak for other clubs. We do give people that out. We tell them over and over and over again, go to a DM. They're here to help you. So I, I understand that's one, you know, little out that Threshold gives people that I think is great. But I think that people don't even do that. No, I agree with that. And those heard? are some of the people that I'm like, if you can't at least go to a dungeon monitor, if you can't at least take the proper course of action when somebody offends you or whatever, um, and you make a big drama deal of it because sometimes, you know what? You're not the victim. You're just starting shit. I totally agree with that. There are people that sabotage the community because they want attention for themselves and they want to feel sorry for themselves. So everything offends them. And then it's an assault when it wasn't really an assault. There was no physical assault. Somebody just offended you and you got butt hurt and you turned it into shit. I'm not talking about that, but I am talking about when people cannot do something for themselves. And I, I, under, I understand that. What, what I'm saying is that I don't consider what I did to be shaming anybody. I don't consider the words that I used to be shaming people because well, when you I get have into had, that, you well, should be able to, you should be able to say this. You should. That's just, I hear. That's not shaming. I hear. 
That's not uh, shaming. Because I've had people call me out on shit that has embarrassed the fuck out of me. And I, I, I cringe when I think about it. I cringe when I think that I was that stupid or I was that dumb. And somebody saw it and told me and held a mirror up to me. It's a horrible fucking feeling. And I hate it. But that person didn't shame me. I felt shame. If they went beyond that and actually began verbally abusing me and punishing me for what I did, then I would say, you've, got, you've gone too far. You've crossed the line. But when I call, when I'm doing, saying like that to random, I'm talking randomly, obviously, I'm not talking to anybody in particular, and I'm calling you out for your immaturity because that's what it is. That's not shaming people. That and that I don't consider it. And I I no, totally I understand. Get I, I, that I understand. It might sound that way. I understand that you feel that way, and I'm. That's why we're supposed to be arguing. Uh oh. So um. So I think it's important. But I wanted to bring up that other aspect. Yeah, when, when we get when we barrel down the road of fucking get the fuck out if you can't stand up for yourself we have to look at those other variables and some of those variables are the fact that there is extraordinary evidence that there is a reason to sometimes be afraid of rejecting someone or standing up for yourself and in that case that's where you have friends and community and things like that that you can work together when you feel uncomfortable but ultimately i agree with you 89.9 percent <laughs> that you really should make an investment in yourself to learn how to advocate for yourself because this right. isn't just about the dungeon this is about your job this is about your family this is about your relationships this is your relationship if you have children this is your relationship with everything around you you need to have a relationship with yourself and care enough about yourself that you can speak for yourself sometimes kathy when you speak up for yourself it goes bad yeah, and absolutely. I have a it's very gone bad for me before. And I have a very good story about that that I'm not going to share on this show right now. That's so. And okay. my whole life was changed. Do I know this story? Yes, you okay. do. And well, this is, so I'm just so right. I have to come from that point I, as I well. Get it. As and I've I've done things in my past that went came that just went horribly. And some of those things I actually was very mature about it, and I consider myself the victim in it because I I had no power, but I had to do it anyway. And other times I didn't do it well. And the reason it got fucked up is because I didn't do it well and I sure. didn't think before I spoke. So I, I totally get that. Not it, And that's life. And we're used to that, right? Not just because you stand up for yourself doesn't mean you're going to get a ticker tape parade. No. Yeah, it might go bad. Now going back to the original, we got off onto the being able to say, creepy. Yeah, we got the blue light. Yes, creepy. Well, I wanted to give a specific example of someone who cannot advocate. Hang on. Hang on. Let me. Where's your mic? Oh, here we go. Okay, go. Hey. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Uh, a specific example that comes to my mind is is uh, nonverbal little headspace. We have several littles at SOAP who sometimes become nonverbal in their headspace. Sure. And uh, I can think of some of them who wouldn't be able to tell someone no in their current headspace. It, are they to blame for a, you know aggressive person well here's what i'm saying this is this is a great point and i agree with this because we have people in subspace and obviously they don't know they're in a different headspace so they're not they're inebriated basically sure. so <laughs> are these people are these people going through the proper channels yes or are they just starting shit are they going out and are they after they come back because i've had that i've had people say that to me that I was uncomfortable with what you were talking about. Bunny does it to me. 
all the time because she's in little space. And then Mew and I start talking about how great it is that people are dying in the world. And and then she's in little space. And sometimes we can't tell. And she's like there. And, she, she you know, so she has to come out when she comes out. She says, hey, that really fucked with me. I wasn't able to say that at the time. So after that little space came out, she was able to then advocate for herself and and give that example. So I think that in that moment, I agree with you, there needs to be basically adults in the room that can advocate for the little that's in their little space, but there still is a process where the little needs to, you can train a little how to say no. And there is some personal responsibility before you get into that headspace. For Absolutely. Example, if you can't take care of yourself, do you have someone with you? Do you exactly. have a partner? Do you have if a you daddy or mommy or a big? Or, or, yeah, it, it partific- particularly soap, which from what I understand is a very responsible party and sure. the, the leaders of that party know what they're doing. They so, do pretty you know, good. Yes. They do all right. I mean, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Oh my <laughs> God. I mean, when creative explorer goes into his puppy space, he knows that he is completely vulnerable. He won't do it with anybody, but me, right. because he can trust me. He certainly would not be as irresponsible before he even gets in there to just walk into a party, drop down on all fours, and go into that headspace. Right. But you have his back. Exactly. So, yeah. so it, there is a point beyond which you can't do it. But up until that point, you do have, some, I believe, some personal responsibility to Absolutely. say, I'm going into some deep, you know, little space. And uh, when I'm there, I know that I, you know, I can't be trusted. Or I know when I do this heavy kind of flogging, I'm going to go deep into subspace. Sure. I better make sure that I have someone who can do aftercare. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Now, really quickly, seeing as we just completely went... No, we did it! To well, know... Hold on. Can uh, I take okay. it another direction? Sure. Yes, by all, all right. means. I have a new friend. Hello, Lark. Right. That, uh, you know, she is brand new, and I'm teaching her the whole no, you know, if this is uncomfortable for you, say no. If you don't mm-hmm. like this, say no. And we actually talked about the show where you were doing your no training. No right. training. Mm-hmm. So it's just like it's a whole other thing to learn. You have to say, no, especially somebody new, they have to say no to the things they don't like. You know, it's you know. this is well, why you need to get your no training off the ground. Well, yeah. thank you very much. Well, I'll like do I my said, best. we talked about the show, and that was a really good thing for her to hear. Oh, really? That's yes, good. it was. We've, yeah. we've actually had conversations. But that also requires oh. you to be a part of a community where there's people that see the advantage of new people learning how to say no. Or yes. listen to an awesome podcast. That's kind of why we're doing <laughs> This is no training. We're teaching people yeah. that it's okay. Your Disappointment is a feeling, and whether mm. somebody feels disappointed because you said no, yeah, well, that's, that's just, just part like of life. Me, Disappointment's part of life. I want to know that she doesn't like it. If that's uncomfortable for you, tell me no. You know, I recommend that. Yeah, we're not anybody. ready to push your limits on your second exactly, play. You know? Exactly. You know, we can yeah. we can do that later mm-hmm. when, when we talk about it. <laughs> Quickly going back, don't want this to all be because I started this rant with if there's a certain list of things that if you do, then maybe you should take a break from playing. And then it got only to if you can't say no. Um, well, that's not what I had written as no, the no, host topic. No, 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 I know. But I just want to get back to some of those other things really quickly. Attracting or seeking people that are less toxic. Uh, punishing yourself pl- uh, with play. Being codependent and and deciding that instantly when you play with somebody, they're the one that's going to fix or change you. Those are all flags for some internal stuff that you might need to work on first because your play is, at least from our point of view, 
everyone in this room, I think, agrees with me that kink and play and our sexuality in general is supposed to be a pleasurable, positive experience yes. for us to help us get away from our shitty lives that we all have. So we want people to do these things in a positive way. So when we're not doing them in a positive way, we're not only hurting ourselves, we're hurting the people we play with and we're hurting the community. And our community needs people that are going to be brave enough to say, I have some things I have to learn. I have a desire to play. That's great. Maybe you have one special partner that while you're in therapy or doing your things or working on yourself that you can play and explore with. But it's also okay to just say, I'm just, this is a very adult thing. This is a very adult thing to be in this lifestyle. We do very adult things, very edgy things, very things that push the boundaries of consent and can, you know, negotiate and non-consensual play and all of these things that we do. Some of these things are a little heavy. Humiliation, headspace, we're going inside. This is adult stuff. Even if you're going into little space, this is adult stuff. And you need to be this high to ride. You cannot be in this lifestyle and if you have all of these other things that you need to deal with first. And that was my main point. Right. I'm going to agree. <laughs> can we get the fuck out of here? Hey. We just got a little bit, you know, this is that. This is good shit. What are you talking about? Something I felt really good. You and I about. fucking bam. Just I, uh, I just I've never liked the fact that you can't ask anybody to be responsible for themselves without getting. And I'm not talking about you, but yeah. without getting somebody you know, yelling at you that you're shaming somebody or that you should be advocating for them or you should believe them regardless. Yeah, no, and I, I hear that so often and it pisses me off that we can't demand of people that they, that they explore further beyond themselves, that they try and figure out why they can't stand up for themselves and that we can't hold you responsible for it. Yeah. As I said, there's... Things that that most people would consider you've clearly crossed the line. You don't need to advocate for yourself. That person just did something that is reprehensible. Sure. But there is so much gray area. There is so many instances in which what you, one person considers flirting, the other person considers assault. Right. That you that these conversations need to happen and the conversations don't happen because somebody always comes into the conversation and stops it with the word shame. And then nobody can discuss it after that. So sometimes I get just a little bit hot-headed. All right, that's fine. You know, just a little hot-headed. All right, well. I'm never hot-headed. I'm normally very oh, calm. Oh, yes, Kathy. Hey, hey, Yes, of course, hey, Kathy. Hey, who's laughing you're, over You're there? right. Let's just <laughs> softly end this show. And that is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you are in the Los Angeles or surrounding area, visit Threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family. And thank you to everyone in the Love Lab tonight, especially to Creepy Younger and everybody in the chat room. Have a wonderful day. And to, <laughs> and to Average Joe for being here on <laughs> the Crane Operator Joe. <laughs> and Bunny and Mew. <laughs> if you have questions, comments, or idea, either, ideas, either email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or call 424-226-2037 and don't forget to visit pervertedpodcast.com. And Tiger. What? Hi, oh yeah, Tiger. Yeah, come back next come week. Back, come back next week this for could Tiger. Be cool. Should we have some like candles lit? And, like <laughs> like I'll just sing. I'll, I'll just play like some weird dirgy minor chords. Uh, you're scaring Tiger off. A love, girl love yeah. for you. Hi, Tiger. Hi, Lars. This is a mouth.
mouth from a female on your vagina. Stop. Is she down for oral? You should ask her that. We'll have to ask. Negotiate. Because Mew has lots of saran wrap. <laughs> Look at that smile on her face. Yeah. She is That's ready. That's the first thing she said. <laughs> she is ready. This is awesome. Negotiations to come. So. All right. Well, I guess we don't have an intro song because nope. I made you all motherfuckers listen yeah, to it in the middle. You should play it twice. I should, no. I won't yeah, do that. Sing us on out, Boogie. La, 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 fuck off. We love you guys. <laughs> See you guys next week. Peter! Yay! Yay!